Blog Talk Radio. Great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? The name of our episode today is Principal Meredith Pappas. Yes, uh... Being no stranger to the principal's office when I was in high school, I thought even though we do an interview with a graduating high school student every year on the show, this year I wanted to talk to one of the principals who is surrounded each and every day by the next generation of auto loan applicants and home buyers and banking customers, certainly interesting to the people that I do business with each and every day in the banking industry. And uh, I thought, who better to ask than the principal of Memorial Early College High School, where with Miss Poppis will be going, Mrs. Poppis will be going into her third full year um, coming up in the fall of this year. She has a BA in math which impresses me because I'm terrible at math and a master's in educational leadership. Uh, She is from the uh, small town of Maynard, Texas, and uh, got her start as an instructional coach up in the Pflugerville Independent School District, just up north of Austin, although it's only about, I don't know, 45 miles away because you have to drive through Austin. It takes about seven years to get to Pflugerville. Now, the reason I picked Miss Pappas is because my son graduated this year from Memorial Memorial Early College High School. They call it MEX, and I'm going to call it MEX from now on. And I w- I'd been impressed since he started there his freshman year, and I had knowledge of the school even before that. Some of the great families I knew from Cross Lutheran Church and School, which ends in eighth grade, had sent their kiddos over to Mex, and I thought, hmm. So when the time came to make some decisions, there were some things going on at the Christian Academy that kind of took that out of the, the options. And my son selected Mex, and uh, very, very glad that he did. The uniqueness of this educational experience is that I think about 99% of the graduating seniors, uh, when they walked across the stage last Friday in Seguin, Texas, at Texas Lutheran University, um, they already had their associate's degree. Um, 99% of them graduated from St. Philip's College three weeks before that. And so it's an entirely dual-track educational experience. And that really interested me for a lot of reasons, obviously one of them being uh, financial, um, my son having been admitted to Texas Tech University up in Lubbock, Texas, Republic thereof. Um, you know, may have about two years already taken care of. So there's a financial consideration to be aware of there. And I was just interested and intrigued by this and the ability of technology to allow these young people to attend St. Philip's College online all while they're doing their high school coursework that is required by the great state of Texas always had my interest peaked at a very, very high level. And so I thought this year, let's do something different and not just interview a student, 
let's also interview a principal. And uh, Principal Meredith Pappas was kind enough to sit down with us. We pre-recorded this uh, podcast a little earlier in the week at her office, and um, you're going to hear our conversation. And the word that jumped out at me, um, Mrs. Pappas is a math teacher. She's a very analytical mind, but she's got a tremendous heart for her student, hashtag Mech's family. She spoke at the graduation on Friday night, and in a very, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, there's a difference. I mean, she's very honest, but there is another word that is different, and it means something different than being honest. She was earnest. And that's a difficult thing to pull off when you're talking to um, a, a crowd of people who are, you know, a lot of emotions going on with high school graduation, both for the parents and for the students. And she spoke a lot about, you know, put that phone down, you know, experience something real. And uh, I've looked forward to this interview for a while, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Very, very gracious young lady, and you're going to hear it all right after this. not a webinar. This is not some boring PowerPoint presentation. This is the power of performance. All right, we're here with Meredith Pappas. And again, thank you so much for taking some time to do this. Yes, you're welcome. All right, listen, uh, my industry, banking industry, every single day, except maybe on Sunday, like Chick-fil-A, there is a conference going on where one of the topics is how to market your brand to Generation Next, the, the Millennials and Gen Z. But you're around them every day. Um, for people that are trying to understand them, what, what are some of the most common misconceptions people have? I would say that our students now are definitely misunderstood. Um, they are hard workers. Um, I think people think that they're not, but I think that it's because they have a different, they have different um, things and devices at their fingertips than maybe other generations have. Um, I do believe that they um, struggle to communicate face to face. Um, because they have these devices in their hands and they have other ways of finding information. And so um, I think as a school, that's one of the things that we work on is we try to give them plenty of opportunities to have face-to-face -face conversations um, to work through those skills that they still need but maybe aren't getting. Um, however, at the same time, they have access to so much information that um, they oftentimes know way more than we know before we know it. Uh, we have experience, but they, they can process the information at their hands very quickly. That's one of the taglines I use in my business. It's put your brand in the palm of their hand. There's simply no way of understating that. Mm -hmm. They've got those phones with them all the time. Right. In 1985, um, I could have had a cell phone in my hand, but I'd have to have two hands to hold on to it. My principal never had to tell me, our teachers never had to say, Jason, put your phone away, because A, it wouldn't fit in my pocket. Uh, you needed a trunk of your car to carry one mm -hmm. around. So that is something that I wanted to ask you about. At graduation, you mentioned to the students, 
hey, put that thing down, get out there and experience some things. Um, that's got to be, I want to talk about that first because I know employers deal with this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the rules for your cell phone at work and things like that. I saw a sign at the Olive Garden, no cell phones past this point, and I looked past that point in the kitchen, there were two people watching a video on their cell phone. First, tell us about what are the challenges of, of you know, what are the rules, first of all, here at the school when it, when it comes to the cell phones? So. We do allow cell phones. It, it really it's at the discretion of the teacher, and it depends on what the activity is or what the you know the current learning is for that day. Um, however, you know some classrooms you'll walk in and you'll see um, uh, something hung up on the wall where students can put in their cell phone and kind of check it in for the class period. But you'll also walk into classrooms and you'll see students using their phones to look up definitions, to do some research. Um, if there's not you know a device available and they don't have one of their own that they bring, then they'll often go to their cell phone to use it. Um, it's kind of a, I guess the perspective is that, you know, we would like students to be able to learn how to have that device and to learn when and when to use it and when not to use it. One of the things that I think absolutely matters to people in my business, especially when it comes to money and finance and lending and financial planning, is how do these young people feel about the future? Based upon your experience being around this generation for the past two and a half years, is it optimistic? Has it changed? What, what would you say? Just based on your observations. I know it's not empirical, but in some ways it is because you're surrounded by hundreds of these people, young people right. every day. I would say it's overall optimistic. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there's, um, there's some level of, of criticism that young people do have, and I think that is based on the, the reaction and perspective that other people have on them. Right. I think that they're trying to see the world with these new eyes, um, but oftentimes they are misunderstood, and so they kind of have that, that cloud hanging over them of what other people think that their generation is supposed to be like. Yeah, I had a one of I call them digital Norman Rockwell moments, and probably none of your students would know who that is, but you might. Uh, a lady was talking to me after church one day while she was looking at her phone, saying the kids spend too much time on their phones. Mm-hmm. While she was looking at mm-hmm. her phone, I wanted to ask you. I'll never forget a movie that came out when I was a senior, The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And there's a famous scene where the janitor Carl mm-hmm. tells the principal. The kids haven't changed. You have. It just based upon your own experience, who do you think has changed more in, in the past generation, the, the children or the parents? That is a great question. Um, and funny, that movie was actually just on a few nights ago. Hey, 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 hey. I would say that you know it, it, it does come back down to the, the amount of access that's available. So I would definitely say that the the way that students are able to process and think has definitely changed. I think more so than any of us are, are, are used to or maybe able to keep up with. Um, but I do think that because there's so much access, parents now have so much more information that they can get their hands on. They can understand the college access pro- uh, process much better. Um, they, can, they can search out you know, resources and supports for their students more than, other, uh, than we were able to in the past. And because of that, I think that they have changed also. Right. Um, so I have more parents that are, um, you know, really staying on top of their their student and their student's school experience than I feel like other uh, generations have experienced before. And that is because of the access. Yeah. Um, and then as far as teachers and staff go, I think, you know, we're trying to adapt just as much as parents do and as students do, but we're kind of stuck in the middle. So we, I do feel like as a, as a school, we try to take a balanced approach um, and that, you know, we, like I said earlier, you know, we want to make sure that there's enough face-to-face, you know, real, um, real learning happening 
that way and that there's also enough that's uh, balanced through technology and through other uh, means for getting resources. That's great stuff. Now, I'm fascinated, my if, if, if this show has a theme or a key signature, it is, it is generational. I've always been fascinated by the different generations. And one thing that you, you keep speaking to, which is unique about this generation, is that for the first time, and really Gen Y kind of kicked it off, the millennials, it was the first time in American history that the young people usurped the technological proficiency mm-hmm. from their parents, where they actually knew more about technology mm-hmm. than the parents did. You know, kids were showing their parents how to burn CDs. Kids were showing their parents right. how to set up the Apple TV and the Wi-Fi and things like that. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's got to be one of the challenges with the teachers that might be in my generation, Generation X, and maybe even older. So it sounds to me like um, in our show, The Power Performance, as the conductor of this live performance every mm-hmm. day, your whole thing is about finding the right balance, which is a great yes. musical term anyway. Yes, for sure. It's definitely hard. I, I went through the same transition as a traditional high school teacher to a teacher in a school like this, uh, where I had to let students teach me how to use the devices we had on campus. The first school I was at, we didn't have those things. Um, I was still using the projector. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have a chalkboard, but I had a whiteboard. You know, and this new school that I went to had much more than that. So I had to rely on them, and it was it was definitely a humbling experience. But um, and I've seen teachers on my campus, you know, go through that same very thing. So um, it's definitely important to do that, though. Um, obviously, it's uh, almost summertime. Uh, for those people who think that the teachers get the entire summer off, I can assure you, here it is June 3rd, and Miss Pappas is in her office, and mm-hmm. it's summertime. Uh, when you're not at school, what are some things that you enjoy doing? Oh, I love to be outside. So as long as I can, uh, you know, I'm either running outside, um, and when my bike is working, I'm, I'm, I'm riding a bike. Um, I garden, so I'm always finding my hands in the dirt somehow. I'm either p- pulling weeds or I'm finding a plant that grows wild that I can transplant into a flower bed. Um, I have a dog, a German short-haired pointer, who is uh, incredibly hyperactive, uh, but we walk and run her all the time. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, my son plays soccer, so we'll play out in the front yard often, kicking the ball around. Um, I just love to be outside, right. to be honest. We've got a great place here in Texas because you can be outside a lot. Yes. All right. Listen, thank you again so very kindly for joining us. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us on The Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Uh, Your brand depends on Generation Next, believe me, and uh, you want to find out a lot about them. I highly encourage you to get out to those high schools and colleges and talk to the teachers and the students as all those generations matter in putting on your best live performance. My name is Jason Dias, and until next we speak, talk to you all next week.